Hello everyone, welcome to the Joking Dolphin Gaming Pod. Hi Mark, and as always, I'm joined by Matthew. Hello. And Nathan. Happy New Year, everyone. Yes, Happy New Year. Year. How was yours? Get drunk? I did, yeah. I had um, lots of shots, and I felt absolutely horrible at about 6 o'clock in the morning on the 1st of January, but I drank lots of water and got through it, so it was all good. Lovely. What about you? Did you have your annual cigar? No, you know what? I didn't. And I Ooh. feel bad. What's going on there? First time in 48 years that you've not had it. Maybe I'll just have it. At... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll just have it after this pod. Yeah, treat yourself. Yeah, exactly. Right, shall we move on to the news? Mm-hmm. Anyone want to start us off with something? Yeah, I'll, I'll start us off. I'll go start on, us off with some, on, some, some Christmas number Kick ones, off. shall we? Oh, we'll go on then. So... Uh, so according to a sales report from GSD, uh, and this is based on physical sales, so this was not um, any digital digital sales tract. Um, would we like to hazard a guess on what the Christmas number one was for the UK? Call of Duty. Incorrect. That was number three. Number three. Mm-hmm. It's to be at least second. No. Nope. Is it another one of these yearly games? Of course it is. FIFA. Is it FIFA? Yeah, I was just going to say, FIFA. is it FIFA? Of course it's FIFA. The UK loves its FIFA. Uh, surprisingly, Among Us became second. Wow. There's a physical release. That's an odd game to buy a physical edition for, I would have thought. Mm, it is, but it is, like, ridiculously popular still. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Though I've never played it. <laughs> It's still fun every now and then. And uh, they've added some new game mechanics to it that I'm not too sure about. But anyway, that's, that's slightly off topic. Um, so, yes, so it's FIFA 22. It was Christmas number one in the UK, which has now confirmed that EA has the most Christmas number ones than any other publisher since 1984. <laughs> Were they all FIFA? Probably. I do, actually. Someone has compiled a list of all the UK Christmas number ones since 1984. I could go through, if you'd like, if you want to... Since 1984? Mm, yeah. That's since a real 19- digging into the archives here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go on, Matt. Is it dizzy? Go through. You know, like... uh, okay, so from, so from uh, pretty much from 1984 downwards, we've got... Uh, FIFA 84 for the Master System. No, I'm joking. That wasn't even a thing. <laughs> Sensible soccer. No, That's what I like. no. Oh, go on then. Uh, good guesses. Uh, it was Ghostbusters. Oh, Ghostbusters. Oh. They tell you what platforms or? Uh, they do. So this was for the Sinclair Spectrum and the Commodore C64. I think I used to have that Ghostbusters game. I can't remember much about it, but I think I heard it for Commodore C64. Probably would have. You are fairly ancient. Um, yes. So, <laughs> just just to keep digging in. Uh, so, in 1985, we have Commando mm. uh, for both formats again. 1986, we have Gauntlet, which is out for the Spectrum, Commodore, the Amstrad CPC. Oh, Alan Sugar uh, like that. And <laughs> the MSX, which apparently was the Japanese home computer. Uh, in 1987, we have Outrun. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, in 1988, we have Operation Wolf. Oh, yeah. I remember 
I only remember that off of the arcades. It's the one where you had the Uzi machine gun. Ah, uh, okay. As I say, it sounds familiar, but I couldn't quite place it. Um, 1989, we have Chase HQ. Don't know. Um, oh, yeah, that one's a bit unfamiliar to me. Uh, 1990, the year that I was born, was Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Ninja. Not Ninja. <laughs> Hero for the UK. <laughs> Uh, that was pretty much an everything, including PC and the original Nintendo, I believe. Yep. Uh, 1981, uh, 1991, getting that almost wrong, uh, was WWF WrestleMania. Mm. Interesting. Uh, and then we'll, we'll start getting to like, some of the bigger games now that we'll know. So in 1992 was Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Best year. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Uh, and then comes the year of dominance for a certain game franchise. 1993 was FIFA International Soccer. Oh, here we go. For the Mega Drive. 1994, FIFA Soccer 95 for the Mega Drive. 1995, FIFA Soccer 96 <laughs> for the Mega Drive, Super Nintendo, so Game Boy, right. and and it's PlayStation. It says PL. Yep, we've got PlayStation. 996, FIFA 97. <laughs> uh, 997, FIFA Road to the World Cup 98. Oh, ah, big game. Changing yeah. it up, yeah. I'll tell you, would you could you hazard a guess at 998? It's not FIFA 99. True, it is not FIFA 99. So 1998. 1998. Metal Gear Solid. No. Is it the FIFA World Cup game, not Road to World Cup? No, we already discussed that it wasn't a FIFA, so... <laughs> it wasn't the N64, though. Goldeneye. Mario 64. No, no. Interestingly enough, Mario's not had a Christmas number one. The N64? Mm-hmm. What big game for N64? Donkey Kong. No. Think of another big franchise for Nintendo. But it's not Mario. Is it Zelda? Not Mario. Oh, it is Zelda. Majora's Mask? Wrong. It was Ocarina of Time. Booker. Best game of all time. Uh, 1999 is strangely Tomb Raider 4. The Last Revelation. That's our left field a bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Maybe there weren't any other big releases. <laughs> I'm trying to think of 1999. It was a lot bigger than that. Um, was that the same time as the film came out? Maybe that popularised it. Uh, I think the film came out I a bit later. Some, yeah. I don't uh, know. Uh, it could be. You might, maybe. Um, in 2000, to start off the millennium, we have Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? That were amazing. <laughs> I remember having that game. I loved that game. <laughs> I'll tell you a little story about this. Um, I, I lied to my sister because I said to her, if we won the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire game on the PS1, that money would come out of the memory card slot and we'd be millionaires. If you believe me. I mean, yeah, she were only about five, but... Still. Oh, my God. You're a hard old brother. <laughs> I am. <laughs> In 2001, we have Harry Potter, the Philosopher's Stone. Which is a pretty good game, actually. I quite liked that, the Harry Potter games. The earlier ones. Yeah, they were really good. But uh, Hagrid's face will be burnt into my soul for well, the Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, in 2002, we have Grand Theft Auto Vice City, the best Grand Theft Auto. Uh, Don't yep. at me. 
Second best uh, Grand Theft Auto, no, some no, may say. No, uh, 2003, we have Medal of Honor Rising Sun. Yeah, I quite like that game. Uh, it was a decent one. Was it the first? Was like the first or second one that was in? Um... This was in the Pacific one. This was. Oh, the Pacific. Yeah. I forgot. I think the one beforehand is the one where it does the whole Nobody Beach um, yeah. mission. Yeah. Really good. That much. Um, in 2004, we have Need for Speed Underground 2. Mm. That needs a remaster. Not gonna argue. Um, the year after, in 05, we have Need for Speed Most Wanted. Ooh, which did get remixed. Um, that's three games for EA there that isn't FIFA. Uh, in 2006, it is FIFA, FIFA. <laughs> 07. Oh, dear. Uh, when the FIFA started to get somewhat better again. Uh, and then is the dominance of another franchise when we start in 2007 with Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. And then the following year, in 2008, it's FIFA 09. And then Call of Duty starts taking a bit of a lead in the years afterward. So we've got 2009 with Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. 2010 is Black Ops. Would people like to hazard a guess at 2011? Is this Call of Duty? FIFA 12? It's not Call of Duty. It's not FIFA. It's a game that has been memed to death on... How many platforms? Skyrim. Yes, The Elder Scrolls Five. Skyrim took a year away from Call of Duty and FIFA, and then the following year, in 2012, is Call of Duty Black Ops Two. <laughs> uh, 2013, FIFA 14. 2014, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. We're going to go in a list of Call of Duties basically at this point. So it's 2015. We have Black Ops Three. 2016. Infinite Warfare, which I'm a bit surprised about because it was like the most hated COD in the world at that point. Um, yeah, but it's COD. People still buy it all, even if they hate it. Yeah. And it's just like FIFA. I mean, I it? bought it. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't hate it. I do now. I, don't th- I think it's one of the weaker Call of Duty's, but that's in my opinion. Um, 2017 is Call of Duty World War II. 2018, would you like to hazard a guess at which big game that isn't Call of Duty or FIFA? 2018. Mm. Uh, there were some big games that came out that year as well. Overwatch? No. Massive game, 2018. Took about... 2018. Massive game, 2018. Well, you may nay for get this answer. May nay? So it's horse-related. <laughs> Barbie's Superstar Horse Racing. Oh, Red Dead. Red Dead 2. Yes, Red Dead Redemption 2. Was well, the 2018 big game of the year. Of course. I, I, I wish I'd like the, the numbers they did as well, because that would have been kind of cool. Um, following year, we come back to our usual Call of Duty Modern Warfare in 2019. I was very surprised about 2020, because it is a bit of a dull year for games. So I'm surprised about this, if you want to hazard a guess. 2020? And for me saying I'm surprised, that means it's not FIFA or Call of Duty. Well, The Last of Us Part 2 would have finished the hype at that point. So that was at the start of the year, so I would very, I'd be very surprised if people were still buying that game. Will it be <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima? No. Uh, was it an exclusive to something? Actually, no, it probably wasn't. No, it came out on the PS4, the PS5, and Xbox One. Cyberpunk? Surprisingly, no. Surprisingly, no. 
I don't know. It was Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Really? Yes. Was I the selling physical game? It did come out. It, Assassin's Creed did come out roughly kind of Christmas time. So I was surprised. I thought it might have been called G. No. Ubisoft finally takes one. And then obviously 2021 FIFA. So. Yeah, great. Uh, it does have New a football. <laughs> it does have a couple of stats as well on the the major uh, the the brands that have the most Christmas ones. Um, so obviously you're thinking, well, it's Call of Duty or FIFA. Actually, it's both. Both are tied at nine years each. They both share that. Yeah, two minutes. Um, but Electronic Arts, uh, Electronic Arts is uh, is winning the published one by thirteen. Because of the need for speeds. On top of that. Need for speeds. Uh, you've got your Medal of Honor as well. You've got Harry Potter. And I don't know what else that might have helped him. And that was it. It's pretty much FIFA, Harry Potter, Need for Speed, and Medal of Honor. Mm. There we go. That's your Christmas good. number one. Yeah. Right. Shall we move on to something not pleasant? Shall we just get this out of the way? No. Do we have to? Okay. Go to anyway. So Riot Games, so League of Legends publisher Riot Games announced that it is settling a 2018 gender-based discrimination class class action suit with California state agencies and current and former women employees for $100 The company will pay $80 to members of the class action suit and approximately $20 towards plaintiffs' legal fees. At least 2,300 employees are eligible for part of the $80 suit. That is going to the members of the class action suit. As part of the settlement, Riot must be monitored by a third party for three years. That party will oversee human resource complaints, how they are handled, and whether employees of all genders are being paid fairly. Mm. That's fair enough. Uh, in the settlement, Riot Games also agreed to certain workplace policy reforms. These include greater transparency around pay scales for job applicants, not relying on prior salary history to set employees' pay, or assign job titles and the creation of a pipeline for current or former temp agency contractors to apply to work for Riot Games. The publisher will also implement a policy requiring the presence of a woman or a member of an underrepresented community on employment selection panels. The settlement covers the 2018 lawsuit, but not a harassment and discrimination suit filed against Riot in 2021. On January the 7th, Riot Games CEO Nicholas Lowen, popularly known as Niccolo, was sued by a former executive's assistant, Sharon O'Donnell, who alleged misconduct and unwanted sexual advances. It steps in the right direction, though, in terms of them agreeing to the third party oversight for the next three years. I think that's encouraging. Yeah, mm. yeah it's, it's something they need to do. And a lot more companies need to be having something like that because, well, it's getting out of hand, really, isn't it? Yeah. Well, with everything we've heard, we've heard over the last few months, I think, this might be the standard for the industry now that these third party companies coming in oversee that things are being done in the right way, which is not a bad thing at all. Because yeah, this is the thing, it's all right paying out all this money, but in the end, it might not change anything. Well, exactly. It's the culture oh, that needs yeah. to change, yeah. not paying it off and sweeping it under the rug. It's about. Because yeah. let's be honest, indus- these companies aren't going to run out of cash anytime soon. Oh, no. Yeah. Mm. no. I mean, just look at Activision Blizzard, like people are still going to buy Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you want to stick with Call of Duty here? So there's a bunch of images that have reportedly leaked online for what potentially could be Call of Duty 2023. Have we seen these? 
23? Yes. Interesting. But take all this with a pinch of salt. So this yes. is taken from, from Game Rant. It says, uh, so the game is the codename Black Ops T10. And these shots appear to be using the Cold War assets, which is fairly common in early development. So the first image, which can be seen, uh, shows an area resembling the Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War map Moscow, though Treyarch may simply be doing some testing in the play space as opposed to crafting a remaster. Another image shows three killstreaks, with the highest and lowest streaks clearly taking the form of futuristic vehicles. Alongside the high-tech streaks, the images show a working title of Call of Duty Black Ops. Uh, while a subtitle or a number is likely, it seems like the game will be part of the Black Ops subseries if this leak is legitimate. The images show that the three core game modes of the series are set to return, and intriguingly, Zombies Factions will seemingly be part of the co-op mode. Another intriguing part of the leak is the ability screen for multiplayer. Uh, this features abilities pulled directly from Call of Duty Black Ops 3 specialists, such as Firebreaks, Heatwave, and Spectre's Active Camo. It seems like the abilities are a move-over-the-top take on field upgrades, as they are found next to the lethal and tactical equipment in Creator Class. Intriguingly, the perks will be placed with chips, driving home the idea that the next entry in the Call of Duty series will be futuristic. The campaign will also feature a, a realism difficulty. The last part of the leak worth mentioning is the game's uh, design goals, which seem to include some form of destruction and a return of classic Call of Duty Zombies gameplay, likely meaning that round-based zombies will be a focus again. It will also bridge the gap between the Call of Duty Modern Warfare reboots gameplay and the Black Ops series. So there you go. There's about 12 screenshots that have been leaked, if true. But as I say, take it all with a pinch of salt. It might be completely rubbish. Someone might have just made them up. Mm. But there you go. If you want to know about Call of Duty 2023 now for reasons, then there you go. Okay. Hmm. I, I, I could definitely see them sort of going back to the future setting. I think there's there's still a lot of untapped kind of stories when they when they had sort of they had the whole thing with Black Ops 3, which they started, I suppose, the the futuristic thing um, for Treyarch at least, and then they moved over to Black Ops 4, which was like a prequel to three, but because there was no campaign, there wasn't real like the stories was told through the multiplayer specialists. Like they had like specific mission stuff that acts as like the tutorial for those characters. Yeah. Um and then I think they added sort of sort of like story DLC for the for those characters through obviously the DLC maps and whatnot. So I think Black Ops 4 was the last Last Call of Duty, um, not to have uh, to have the um, DLC structure of you buy the DLC packs rather than it. Now the maps and weapons and stuff are like integrated into the game for free with, through the battle pass and stuff. It could be intriguing. I'd, I'd like to see more. I might have to see. I'll have to have a look at these screenshots. See what. See what if they really reveal anything. Not really. They don't look particularly no. exciting. I'll be honest. <laughs> there's a lot of menu stuff. No there's, like, there's, only, there's only like one screenshot of yeah. a game happening. Speaking of game rank content, um, so it's come out that the Halo game servers for the 360 games are going to be shutting down on the 13th of January. <gasps> like, do I, do? I didn't even know that they were still up, never mind them being shut down. I thought these would have been shut years ago. So... All Halo games that have housed online services on the 360 
They're going to be shutting down on the 13th of January. Uh, these games include Halo 3, Halo 3 ODST, Halo Reach, Halo 4, Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary, Halo Wars and Halo Spartan Assault. Some online aspects are going to be kept. So the online squads are going to be kept. However, everything else is, that's connected with online will be shut down for those Halo games. So there, that'll be that'll be it for the 360 Halo era at that stage. So you've got until the 30th of January to wrap up any achievements or anything that you are working on. And then once that's done, that'll be it. Oh, no. I know you're gutted, aren't you, Mark? I can tell yeah. in your voice. Yeah. Don't don't oh. cry. Yeah. <laughs> shall, we stick, shall we stick with Halo, though? Because I've got yeah. something else on Halo here. So recently, the new season of the Halo Championship series started with a $250,000 tournament uh, featuring eSports teams with Optic, G2, E-United, and Cloud9. Don't know any of them, but apparently they're eSports teams. Uh, but before the tournament started, 343's eSports lead... Uh, Tahir Hassan Jekyll, Je- I might butcher that name. Uh, so, yeah, basically, he runs the tournament. Um, so, he works for Microsoft. He put out this tweet. He says, Heads up, open bracket players. You'll be playing this weekend on Series X development consoles. They're functionally identical and will be operating in retail mode, so it's the exact same experience. They just look a little different. Why? Global supply chain shortage is real. So, this is an official Xbox tournament. And then not be able to get any Series Xs, so they've had to resort to, to development kits. I, I heard about this struggle for something when Microsoft can't get their their own console. Struggle through. <laughs> That's quite something. I mean, that goes to show just how difficult it must be to get these. If if Microsoft themselves can't get enough for this tournament, That's astonishing. I feel privileged. I, feel I privileged. might get one. So you're sure letting yours out. You you disgraceful. They need it for the tournament, Mark. They need yours specifically. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But I was just thinking, why don't they just use the Series S? Sure, it's, it's not powerful well. enough. Not powerful enough. Why is it not powerful enough? Did you see the FIFA screenshots? Well, that's FIFA, <laughs> though, isn't it? Could be same. Yeah, Halo, but you've got you've know. got to say it'd probably be worse with Halo because it's So you're saying they, they don't they, they, so they don't rely on their so they don't they don't think their own console is good enough. Well, clearly not. Otherwise, they would have gone with it, wouldn't they? Exactly. Speaks volumes. Mm. Don't it, was, it, just. it was called a Series X competition, not a Series S. Yeah, that's true. No, it was called the Halo Championship Series. That's what it was called. It doesn't mention the, the console type. It just said they were trying to get a Series X ones. I think they could have got around it, but no, they... Nope. I'd rather well, they use did, the They didn't get around kit. it. They used development yeah. kits. <laughs> so you get I'm, surprised, I'm surprised they didn't ask the people to bring their own consoles in. But that's right. <laughs> yeah, could you bring your own console? <laughs> yeah, bring your own. Like the lamp path is back in day. Everybody brings yeah. the console. Everybody <laughs> brings the television. Everyone brings the PC. Yeah, old school. Well, if we stick with Xbox a little bit, um, so this was this was reported by um, Andy Robinson. Sorry, Robinson. I'll get his name right properly. Um, at Video Game Chronicle. Um, so the I don't know if you know much about the website um, True uh, True Achievements. You might know about it. It's a it's a website that tracks um, users, you know, Xbox game score, the achievements they get in each game, and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so recently, they they actually spotted on um, live Xbox servers 
a an achievement list for a Nintendo 64 game that was previously thought very impossible yes. to even bring to anything. Um, I'll not let you guess because it's well, it's your favorite yeah. film franchise, isn't it? Golden Eye. It's, it's up there. Well, it's one of them. It's one of them. Just say. Uh, yeah, so Golden it, Eye, yeah. it was spotted to see an achievement list for Golden Eye 007. Mm. Strangely enough. Um, so the website reports that the uh, a full achievement list um, has been posted for the game, um, including artwork for it as well. Um, interestingly enough, and it has a full 1,000 gamer score. Um, which apparently we we talked about I think early in the year there was a, a partial leak of the remake that of of the game um, got put on online. Um, yes. Which, funnily enough, VGC also kind of reviewed because you could download the full game and then sort of play it to a certain extent. And that that game would have already had 200 gamer score. So it's interesting they've they've bumped it up for. I'm assuming it's going to be a revival of the, the, the classic that we might see soon, potentially. Yeah, because, it, well, it's the 25th anniversary, isn't it? So that's why they're thinking. Mm. Well, I hope, it, I hope it is something that does come true. I mean, it was seemingly, if they've got a whole achievement list, there's, there's some sort of work on it that's going on behind the scenes. Well, looking through the list itself, there's quite a lot of multiplayer achievements. So... Seems like they'll be pushing that. That'll be interesting. Well, the multiplayer, multiplayer was like the best bit of GoldenEye. I just, I, just, I would, I would just like throw loads of proximity mines in like one area and then just set them off and see the game lag at like two frames a second. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't crash though. It wouldn't crash. I n- never managed to get the game crash. So at least it's built very it, well. Yeah, uh, <laughs> go through thick and thin. Um, so the the actual list uh, appeared on two um, two people's gamer tags, and I didn't unfortunately write down who those gamer tags were, but I did find out who they belonged to. So apparently they belonged to uh, Re- uh, Res lead engineer James Thomas and the community head Christina Daniel Craig, McGrath. and also Daniel. <laughs> um, yeah, he's just there playing it. Yeah. Now, probably be Henry Cabal. He's, he's getting ready for oh, his yeah. Uh, yeah. for his for his big big move to become James Bond. <laughs> That's it. He's got the Witcher sorted. It's time he's got the, the Witcher. Witcher. Uh, got he, wants, he wants Mass Effect. Uh, it was reported he, he wants a Red Dead yeah. film. Yeah. He's like he's 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 the biggest geek in the world. <laughs> and also, swear for that Warhammer film as well. Uh, yeah, let's get up. Oh, yeah. We're just making out a film of him just paying his miniatures. Yeah, well, he did that PC one, didn't it? So he's building oh, yeah, the PC. PC. Yeah, it's just a one-way painting. It was actually quite interesting watching build a PC. No, no. <laughs> I know of it, but I didn't watch it. Oh, that was quite fun. No. Just looking through this achievement list, it upsets me. So there's 55 achievements, Paul. 55 in total, yeah, because it used to be easy to get Gaber score. Now it's just so difficult. You Where's... playing the, the Avatar Last Airbender one, I bet. No, Fight Night Round 3. That was an infamous one for an easy thousand. Um, the King Kong game that came out on 360, easy thousand there. You could, you used oh, to be I'll able to. I, I never got these easy games. <laughs> oh, pick them up, mate. Get that game score up. 
Um, <laughs> that's all he picks his game for, just for the. Oh, that's the, all right. I've, got, I've got the. Uh, oh, not because whether he likes the game or not. I don't need to play it. I just get a platinum there. Okay. I'll be honest. <laughs> when when we're in school, we all are three sixties, and we all competed to have the highest gamer score. And there were there were certain games that I purchased just to get a bit more gamer score to be top of the tree. And I bought Pac-Man, and I managed to get one thirty gamer score on that. And I bought Miss Pac-Man. Pretty much the identical game, just to get another 130. That's how sad I was. Was. Um. Yeah. Still is. No, I don't care about that anymore. Yeah, right. As you're eyeing up this 1,000 game of score. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hey, it does say you can complete all the levels on any difficulty, so it's fine for me to whack it on easy. <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, I never really liked... Goldeneye 007. They've really gone yeah. with it. It's a classic. Even the even the Wii remake didn't like that. But we'll see. Might give it another go. Third time's the charm. Scandalous. Right, you just stick with something on Nintendo. Mm-hmm. So the Switch. That's it. The hundred million units sold, Mark. Hundred million units. Mm. Which puts it uh, joint second in Nintendo's selling history. Joint, joint Yeah. So what's 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 leading? The Wii. With the 155 million. Oh, actually. The no, DS. It, um... Yes, the DS. Oh, the Game Boy. Joint Switch is now joint second with the Wii. Ah, oh, right. Ah, oh, so it's the it's the best-selling home console then. Yes. Yeah. So I could I could see the Switch being being number one for Nintendo. It's it's been a revelation for, so me, for the week. This on. Carry this on. Uh, what's what's third with eighty million? The virtual bot. No, I'm joking. The virtual <laughs> um, Game Boy Advance. Correct. The NES. Yes. Oh, Game the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. Oh. Uh, fourth is seventy-five million. The Super Smash? Nintendo. No. Go back to handheld again. Oh, Game Boy. No. Game Boy. Game Boy Three DS. Three DS. Yes. What's the lowest one? With 15 the million. virtual boy. Oh no, 15 million. 15. It'll be the yeah. GameCube. No. no. Oh, the Wii U. I keep on yeah, thinking about the Wii U. Wii U. Yes. Yeah. GameCube is second worst with 20 million. Did they not have the virtual boy on there? Nope, it's not even on it. It's, it's That's how poorly it sold. One. I think it only sold a couple of million. Which sold more, the NES or the SNES? SNES. NES. Well done, Matt. It's the NES. Ooh. It sold 60 million. The SNES sold 50 million. I'm actually quite surprised about that. I really thought it would have been Super Nintendo would have sold more. Definitely but it, it was fine, like, the Mega Drive around that point as well. So there was a lot of competition. I think yeah. when the Nintendo came out, it was, like, it was the new thing. And, like, no, there was nothing else that could do what it could, I think, around that time. Definitely in America, because that was, like, the renaissance of gaming. Yeah. Um, because they had a gaming crash in 83. Well, no, the crash came... With the Nintendo, wasn't it? No. So maybe no. But that's was... why maybe that's why the Super Nintendo didn't do well though. Because ET came out on the original Nintendo, wasn't it? No, ET came oh. out on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Was it? Yeah. Not... And that that was like what people say the catalyst of the crash was in '83. Oh, it was. It that's why it gets so much hate. Destroyed Atari at the time, didn't it? So. Uh, the other console not mentioned. Uh, is the N64, N64, which sold 35 million. Tough competition. You got, you got Sega, Saturn, and the PlayStation. Yeah. 
PlayStation did absolutely mad numbers for Japan and um, Europe, I think. So there you go. Doing well, the Switch. Yeah. Why don't you? Well, po- it's probably going to surpass. <laughs> it's going to surpass um, Wii, isn't it? I think it will. I think. I think. Yeah. It's, be, especially honest, if they come think... out for a pro version as well. Yeah, that. Uh, and I, I think Nintendo it. have been quite lucky in that the Xbox and PS5 have taken so long to kind of bed in and get consoles out. I think yeah. that's helped because if you're a parent and you're looking to get your kid something for Christmas and you can't get your hands on a PS5 or a Series X or S, then right, we'll get them a Switch. Hmm. And they've capitalised on that. Do you, do you think if the Switch was a, a, a typical traditional home console, but you couldn't take your handheld, do you think it would do as well? No. I think no, I they've got it perfect with the way it is. So you can you can commute with it and play yeah. the same games as at home. It's like yeah, it's the so perfect it's mix. The, 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 the handhelds for Nintendo always do incredibly well. So just doing a handheld and a home console combined, I think, is just like... I think that's, that's something I would like to see like Xbox and PlayStation look into. I mean, I think that's the thing about Nintendo, though, is, is that the games are very much... Their first-party games... <laughs> <laughs> their first party games are very much sort of kind of made for sort of handheld things they're not overly complex games I'm not saying they're bad games I'm just saying they're not overly complicated like the other console games and they're very family orientated so when you're doing that when it's docked at home obviously that's very good for families isn't it so I can see how it works how it's sold quite well based on both of those mm-hmm. yeah I think it's, it's... It's, it's like the perfect um, multiplayer machine sort of thing. It's perfect for like co-op and playing with others. Yeah. Okay. So, do you know how we had the reveal for Star Wars Eclipse? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, developed by Quantic Dream. So, according to established leaker Tom Henderson, the game is struggling with engine issues. And it's thought that Tencent, uh, so Tencent got a stake acquisition in Quantic Dream. And it's believed that this means they could pull resources into the developer to potentially build a new engine for it. As a result of this, it's thought that the game might not be out for four to five years. Wow. So it might not be out until about 2026, which is mad if that's true. It's going to be a launch title for the Xbox Series yeah. Z. If that's true, why would you announce it this early? It's just... I mean, unless they didn't know until this time. Maybe, but, but I think this is just... This is the whole thing with game announcements now, isn't it? It's far... Yeah. Because Quantic Dream don't normally make this sort of game. It's, it's believed that their systems doesn't match what this game requires. So that's why they're having to do something completely different. They got their, I didn't realise they used their own engine. Well, I don't know, but it's not what they usually work with, is it? Because it's not well, their usual style game. Yeah. That's my, that's yeah. my point. Well, it's, it's it's meant to be like a combination of their style and an actual, like, action game. But, yeah, apparently, so. apparently it's, it's all up in the air. So, I just, I just, just think... Take it off and <laughs> Just need to stop announcing things far too early. Do, do Nuke and Forever says hello. <laughs> I was going to give that as an example, actually. 
of like how not to do it. We announced oh, this yeah. game with no gameplay. I mean, at least the trailer for Star Wars looks better than what Doo can have. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, even I was impressed with the trailer that they did for it. Like, it looked better than the films. Yeah. It's probably mm, to be, to be fair, like all all like three D CGI like shorts of Star Wars always seem to look impressive. Like all the ones they did for like the Old Republic, which is so good. And then you get the game, and it's just like, why is the game like this? It's very difficult to make a CGI trailer not look good for Star Wars, though. True. No, that's, some, that is true. some people running around with lightsabers, some blasters, you know, flying around. A little bit of space. An X-wing swinging around. You know, it's that's all you need. And then obviously the breathing of Darth Vader somewhere in there, and then that's it. Oh, you don't yeah. know. There's your typical Star Wars trailer, sorted. That'll, that'll hype everyone up. Yeah, space and some asthmatic guy. That's all we need. Yeah. Uh, are, exactly. are you listening, yeah. Disney? Hire us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a trailer for <laughs> Well, let's go from, I suppose, one piece of disappointing news to uh, to another piece of disappointing news, unfortunately. Oh. Um, we've got another company who seems to be very, what's the word? Enthusiastic about uh, the blockchain technology and NFTs. Ah, uh, uh, no. <laughs> uh, so it's been reported. Well, not reported. It actually came from a New Year letter uh, from the president uh, Yusuke Masuda of Square Enix. Oh, I heard about this. Mm. Um, that in in this uh, I don't know everything about in the in the letter, but reports, reports. Square Enix, yeah, Avengers. <laughs> Need I uh, well, yeah. well, that's that's a prime example, isn't it? You just got to look at that. Mm. Um, so the, the president uh, Masuda has has published a letter saying that they expressed their enthusiasm for the emerging industry of um the, the blockchain stuff. So obviously we we know. We've talked yeah. about NFTs over the last kind of few pods. They're still, I'm still a little iffy on them. Like I, I've I've seen someone describe them as like, oh well, what's what's the difference between them and micro microtransactions? It's like, well, NFTs aren't really used for in-game content. It's more of like, like digital artwork or or something that you can own but you can't really use. But I know you can like obviously sell it on and stuff and I know Nathan's very happy about it. Um <laughs> uh, so also within the lab apparently they are looking into metaverses because that's the in words now that everyone's using. Yeah. Thank you the MCU. Uh, <laughs> uh, cloud technology and cryptocurrency as major trends that the company will look to pursue into the new year. Apparently, they, they, they would like to look into creating their own cryptocurrency, which I, I could see. They, they'll probably call it Gil from Final Fantasy. Fail. I want it to fail so badly. I know you, you really hate, hate the whole idea. Um, mm-hmm. So Well, they'll probably just use the cryptocurrency to use to buy the NFT, so they'll get the money somehow, whether it be directly through the NFT or mm. the crypto. But if you could earn crypto via the game, then use that to purchase the NFT, then, yeah. Oh, don't, oh, don't give them ideas. Please don't listen. They to already them. know this. They're cleverer than I am. You'll be surprised. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think this this is just going to be something that every company is going to look into at some point, aren't they? 
I think it's the fad at the minute, though. That's it. NFTs have just blown up. Like, we'd have not talked about this but a year why ago. Why are they? Why are they? They're not even important. They're not. They've got no value. They've got no credit to them. Why? People keep saying these words to try and make them sound valuable, and they're not. They're nothing. They're pointless. Well, they're stupid. They're not we don't pointless. want these. They are. <laughs> we don't want these. Get rid of them. Never. I will stop gaming if this is what it turns into. It's just decentralized currency. I don't care what it is. Again, buzzwords. The, the epic run of 2022 already in the first part. <laughs> I've got one thing to add to this. So, Joseph Fares. You know the uh, the head of Hazel Line. Oh, yeah. Who did Eight Takes Two? Game of the year. Out. Yes, game of the year. When asked if he would put NFTs in his games, he said this: "I would rather be shot in the knee." So there you go. That's Sounds like you, Mark. It. Yeah, that's that's what that's his view on it. So yeah, I'm Fair totally enough. with him. I'm right, totally I'm going to go him. buy a couple of couple of copies of Eight Takes Two. I'll spot. Do you know what would be absolutely <laughs> fantastic if this put NFTs and crypto into the next Hitman game? Oh, no, don't get my idea. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Shut your face, Nathan. <laughs> Shut your face. Don't get my ideas. Cut his microphone. Cut his microphone. Mute him. I'm right, I'm going to put him on mute. There we go. He actually did it. I know. <laughs> I have the power here. So, just the two of us, Matt. Uh, How are you? Uh, yeah. yeah, well, I'm good, thanks. Right. Shall we move on to some more sombre, sad news that's, uh, that's a bit unfortunate? So it, it was reported, um, unfortunately, uh, that the, the infamous coach, broadcaster, name of the probably biggest American sports series in the world, uh, John Madden, has unfortunately passed away um, at the age of 85. So pretty good, pretty good, age, good to age to go. Yeah. Um, but he's he's going to be synonymous with that series. I wouldn't be surprised if the next game that comes out will have a picture of him, like he'll be the yeah. title. Because yeah. he, he used to be, he, he pretty much was for for quite a few years, wasn't he? When the series started, it was pretty much John Madden. Yeah, he was, he was on the Best cover. Face. He was on, on the cover. There was one way he was uh, breaking through a wall. That was quite funny. Looking <laughs> cover. But yeah, but, yeah. Oh God, sorry. I was just gonna say, you know, when he did his commentary on it in the early games, it's very enthusiastic. Yeah, it was, it was just a good voice for the game. Well, I heard he was just like he just lived for football, basically. American yeah. football, I should say. Yeah. Um, interesting enough, I was, I was reading a story about the the first game that uh, Electronic Arts were going to make, and they actually approached him to sort of use his name and get sort of influence on it. And uh, I think I think this was in nineteen, it was like nineteen eighty seven nine sort of era, I think. They were going to make the first game, and he was he was he was enthusiastic about it. But then, apparently, at one point, he was, he was going to pull out from supporting the game because EA had made the game where there was just going to be like seven seven players for a team yeah. pitch, and he was like, "No, you don't do this. There needs to be eleven. Otherwise, yeah, you're not. Is... I'm not going to support this." Yeah, you said that's just not football. Yeah, but because of the limitations of the hardware, it was like. Oh god! <laughs> yeah. So it was like another three years later until his game finally came out when they had the full like eleven v eleven. <laughs> but it was the right call. Yeah, but it just it just it just goes to show like how much influence he had for, for the series. Um, I'm sure he he probably put a lot of input early on on like how 
the game should be structured potentially, but yeah, it's um, it's they have big they have had games that have faltered, well, particularly recent years, but they've always been an incredibly accurate game. It's it's yeah. it's always they've always had more updates than um, like like Sophie for us. It's always, I've, I've always found that. Well, great... I, I can imagine it would because this is like America. Obviously, American football is the biggest sport in yeah. America, not the world. Um, so obviously, it's, there's going to be a lot more attention to that series than maybe some others. But what I love about the meta games is that they're, they're a lot more paying attention to detail to like the match day experience, like the television presentation of it. I think it's mm. a lot better than the FIFA ones. Okay. They, they are good games, but I know you're not into the NFL. But still, sad news. Cause... I don't think I've ever played Madden game. <laughs> well, they're not they're not easy. No, I imagine not. To be fair, I look at it and I see all like the the like uh, the, different the different plays and things, plays and the strategies around it. I'm just yeah. like it's gone right over my head. I'm just like just give me football, simple, kick the ball to to a player into the net. There we go. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, sad news. One thing I wanted to bring up is basically just to go through what we're looking forward to for 2022. Because I know we've got a busy period coming up at the end of January slash start of Feb. But before mm. we get before we move on to what we're playing, I just wanted to know what you guys are looking forward to the most. To in the new year, okay. Starfield. Yeah. Well, that's going to be towards the end of the year, so mm. still a long way. Still, still same year. I'm sure you're looking forward to Choo Choo Charles, Matt. <laughs> uh-huh. No. I mean, we've got a ton of great games coming out. We've got Breath of the Wild 2, hopefully. We've got Bayonetta 3. We've got Pokemon Legends Arceus. You're just listening into the bit, Yeah, we've not said a single game. <laughs> no, I'm no, no. Yep. Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah, yeah, no. God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah that street. was good. Yeah. A ton of other games like Dying Light 2. Looks looks good. Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm not gonna play that. It's just, it's just no good. I'd, I'd like to play that, but if it's gonna be anything similar to the previous games that from software known to make then From Software just needs to come out with a story mode version of it. Ride around on my horse and that's it. Just one hit, done. <laughs> and not for you this time. Um, we've got Full Spoken. I'm looking forward to that one. That looks really good every time I've seen it. Good. I, I do like the look of it. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah. I'll look forward to it from a distance. Mm. Gotham Knights. Might be more up your street. Yeah, yeah. Suicide Squad as well. I'm more excited about Suicide Squad than I am Gotham Knights. Mm. Nothing I about Gotham Knights is exciting. I've seen more about Suicide Squad than Gotham Knights. I, I would like to... There was that gameplay thing on there. But it, it, didn't, it didn't. It was die. really early, though, isn't it? Like we, yeah, yeah. Well, was. we saw gameplay of that game before Suicide Squad, but then like recently, it's been more about Suicide Squad, which goes to show where the focus is. But I can see why, because it's rock steady. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sure Gotham Knights will be fine. I think if we all if we all get it, I'm sure it will. But all I'm saying is that of the two, well, the one I'm least yeah. excited for. For based on what I've seen so far. One one game that I'm looking forward to is Hogwarts Legacy. I can't mm. wait just to be a dark wizard and absolutely F stuff up. 
Look like Draco. Yeah. They were a dark wizard. He had a good heart. He was just led astray by his family. That's All right, Hugh may not be known. <laughs> I'm actually quite looking forward to that because I enjoyed watching the films and. Yeah. I feel like I, I need to watch the films again because I've I've really kind of dropped off from Harry Potter. Splatoon three. Yeah, Splatoon three. That. that should be fun. Mm-hmm. Kirby and the Forgotten Land. That's another Nintendo one. Yeah, that is another Nintendo one. To. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. as far as it goes for Mark. I think Final Fantasy 16 is this year, I think, or is it next year? can't remember if they announced which one, but if it's this year, I'll look forward to it. Star Wars, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. FIFA? There's always FIFA. Yeah, FIFA. <laughs> always yeah, looking FIFA. forward to FIFA. FIFA 23, can't wait for that one. Cod 22. Yep. Cod 22, yeah. Yeah, 22. <laughs> Still, still, <laughs> still, just into the new year. <laughs> oh, one game I'm totally Sifu. That looks pretty cool. Yeah, Sifu. I'm Seafood? looking forward to yes, Sifu. Yeah. Yes. More see that. It looks like good. I like the whole mechanic of like, if if you are defeated, you get like older. Yeah. Yeah. So age by that year. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That sounds pretty cool. I don't think it's long until either, is it? Yeah. No, February, I think. Yeah. There's a lot of things coming out in the end of January, going into February. It's going to be. Oh, nice. Sonic Frontiers! Of course! New Sonic game! I look forward to that. And you Sonic oh, film guess... as well! Yes, the new yeah. Sonic film! Oh, we'll have to go and watch that when it comes out. Yeah. Oh, the, 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 the best game of the year that's going to come out this year as well Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk! <laughs> yeah, I'll finally proper, get around to playing it version. if it comes out. <laughs> And I'll continue the Witcher Free as well at some point. No, seriously, I do hope that comes out soon. Well, I assume it's right, correct? Yeah. I want to play it. I thought about it the other day and I was like, should I I just play a little bit? Should I just play a little bit? Just to kind of satisfy my needs. (laughs) (laughs) But it is astonishing because it'll be like over a year and a half since its original release. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just. How bad was it? You got it. I, 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 I just feel for the developers. Like, they must have known this was not ready. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, it's maybe just... it was fine. Release it for PC? Fine. There's a few bugs. I heard it, it wasn't too bad on PC. Just, just delay the console. Version, that was the only... Uh, that was the only version that they got to release, review. Yeah. So we, we heard this beautiful game that we've not seen because it's not a console. Mm. Anyway, enough of that. It's one last game. And I'm touting it for game of the year. How old Halibut? No. That's what I'm looking forward to. Stray. Stray, yes. Oh, yes. Fun with the cat in the futuristic world with the robots yeah. and the neon lit streets. Yeah, that one. Got um, Reverse as well. That's meant to be coming out this year. I can't think of any other exciting games, but I'm sure T- there are. Tons to look forward to, though. It's going to be a good year. Yeah. Big year. Unless they'll get delayed, which is probably what's it's, it's going fun, it's to happen. It's funny how like, the, the sequels to some of the biggest games in 2018 are coming out this year as well. Because you've had like you got Breath of the Wild, you've got Horizon, you've got God of War. We just need a new Red Dead. Isn't GTA Online going free-to-play this year, is it? When, yeah. Actually, when the next-gen sure. version gets released? Yeah. God, the next-gen version. Good God. How, how, how better can GTA 5 look? I don't... 
If it doesn't look like anything like the mods that can do it, because like some of the mods for GTA 5 are just like mind blowing yeah. and how realistic I know. that game. I think you've sent me a few of them, Matt, and they just look. It looks like real life. It looks. It looks incredible. It looks like the Unreal Five um, showcase thing. Yeah. Yeah, like if if you don't look like that, then I'm I'm not. No. no. You're not bringing me back. Do it for Red Dead. Red Dead needs it. <laughs> right. Should have one more thing before. To do what we're currently playing, mm-hmm. I want us. I Go want us. Then. I want us to take a little trip back down memory lane. Do you remember this time last year? We made some New Year's resolutions. Yes, <laughs> gaming resolutions. Didn't we do? Mm. I went back and listened to these. Oh. I want to see if we stuck to them or not. So. Probably not. We'll start with start with you, Bat. So you made just the one, and you said, whenever you start any game, finish. The thing. <laughs> Has that happened? <laughs> I can probably uh, guess what the answer uh, Of course, it's completed FIFA 22. I don't. I don't count. How, how many games have you started and not finished? It's gonna be hard to count. Um, well, we've got what? The Witcher 3. I started and didn't really finish. I, I don't know if I can count Cyberpunk because that's why like I started by one the next gen version. Let, so. Yeah, like let you off that one. Um, I restarted Borderlands one, but I don't think that counts because I have completed it previously. So there's a game that I'm not going to count any games that have, that I know I've started for the new pod. This one, I should say. So I'll not count those. Um, Jesus, what? What's it gonna be? There's there's the anime game that I got for the Switch that I've not gone back to. The anime game, you can't even remember them anymore. <laughs> it's like a was it Azura? It's a it's a really awkward title. I'm I'm just gonna say there's there's probably a lot more that I can't yeah. think. of. I think it's safe to say you've not stuck to your resolution. <laughs> no. Oh well. But I did get more platinums this year, so. Oh well. I, yeah, I've yeah, completed exactly. You know. Okay, shall we move on to you, Nathan? Go on, then. So you're, you made two resolutions, and your first was play every game you spend money on. Have you done that? You probably no. 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 There's a few I've still got, like, wrapped up, ready <laughs> to play. When for? Like Super Monkey Ball, Banana Blitz. I've not played that yet. Um, that was a few weeks ago. I've not played Halo Wars 2 that I found at the charity shop. Um, Gran Turismo 5. I found at the charity shop. Um, and there's a few other ones. But to be honest, like, I think I've done fairly well in terms of like me getting games and actually playing them. There's just a few that I've not got around to yet. Because I just see the next shiny game. And I think, oh, I'll, I'll get that. Ooh, shiny. Yeah, that's it. In its cellophane. Like a magpie. Or, or not. Yeah. But yeah, I'd, I've not kept to that. But I, I think I did a lot better than I did in 2020. So that's something. Uh, your second resolution was try and play every PS Plus game that's available to you. <laughs> you wouldn't have done that. No. I've not done that. I've not played that no, Godfall beta version. No. I've downloaded, well, I've not downloaded all of them. I've put them all into the... You've added the them to your list. library. Yeah, that's it. They're in the library, yeah. so I could, I could get to them at some point if I wanted to, but I've not. No, big massive fail. Yep. Well, let's say, let's say this, this, this is mine. So, come down to mine. I made three resolutions. <laughs> oh, <God. clears throat> My first one was play and complete one open world game a month. 
<laughs> you were not. That has not happened at have all. Have you even played I mean, one? I might have done like three the entire year. You, I think you would have done Assassin's if I'm looking. Creed because I think you did Origins around the same time I did. I think that was this year. Yeah, I think that was earlier this, early last year. Yeah. Oh. I'm spending that sure that's one of them. I must have done something else. There's some big open world games that have come out recently. Far Cry? No. Any of Assassin's Creed? No. Because <laughs> I've still done the Odyssey yet. I can't think of any <laughs> world games. There might be old ones, I don't know. I can't remember. Did you play... No, you wouldn't have played an old GTA. Didn't you play Star Wars? Oh, um... Mass Effect. I did Mass Effect. Andromeda. Andromeda. Yes. Uh, yeah, I suppose that's technically open world S. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a large respect. game, isn't it? It's a large game, but like it's it's open world. <laughs> okay, maybe my definition of what I was saying open world was is a big single player thing that will last a long time. A big that was, single that was my idea. Game that takes over seven hours. <laughs> yes. So it might have just been two. <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of any others. But yeah, that that didn't work. <laughs> Wait until you hear this one. So my second resolution: try and play more Steam games. I can't you... even remember one Steam game I played. <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> I cannot remember playing any. I, I remember the game. I switched between console and PC. This is see. This is why I need a Steam Deck. Get That's it. Then you be able games. to play all these you, things. You need Steam on a console so you can remember to play. Yeah. Maybe I'm just too lazy to put the PC on <laughs> to play them. I don't know. Or maybe it's because it's a smaller screen. I don't know. I'm not saying that handheld is going to be a small screen, it? but I don't know. Maybe that's just okay. me. And then wait until you hear this one. Third resolution. Try and play more varied games with you two. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, funnily enough, we tried to uh, play Vanguard the other night and we ended up playing FIFA again, so... <laughs> say that... What, what have, what have we played? So we, we've got... Obviously, we've got, like... Well, we've got two FIFA games that we've played. Hey, we were on the Fall Guys hype when that came out. We, we did do Fall Guys initially. Um, Vanguard for a very short while. That Nathan hated after one game. <laughs> I said this on the on on this yeah. pod, on this pod. I said that I meant something big and meaty, and I mentioned Borderlands. <laughs> I was still not doing it with that. Well, someone still doesn't have the first game. Right, just bear with me a second. I'll buy it now. <laughs> He's gonna buy it on the pod. Right, I'm buying this game and we're gonna play it. Is it yeah. like, I can't even like, if you buy it. Light. I bet you we don't still play it. You know what, we, we, we need to make a list of, like, three-player co-ops that lasts more than, like, 20 yes. hours or something. Or isn't just, like, a multiplayer or, like, or something. Like, it's an essential campaign that we can go for. Yeah, that's what I want to play. I want to play some sort of campaign thing. Is that your resolution for next year? <laughs> I think it well, should be all our restrictions. Yeah, so I think mine's a big fail as well, to be honest. They've all failed. That's okay. yeah, I don't think I've I think, a completed resolution in my life. <laughs> I think we should say this is 2021 V2. We'll try the same things again and come yeah. back next year. Well, in a minute, it's 2023.0. <laughs> Go away from that year. Right, shall we move on to what we're currently playing? Yeah. Ah, oh, why not? Matthew, you start us. Nathan, you. Okay. <laughs> Where's that reverse Uno card when you need yeah. it? Yeah. I, I need that one. Wait, let me, let me just get it up on PlayStation. Okay. So, knock out the usuals out of the way. So, Vanguard, obviously, Fortnite, obviously, and FIFA, I suppose. The, the trifecta, I suppose. 
continuing on with my Pokemon Shine Pearl game. I've gone up to to the Elite Four now, and I'm actually I'm actually quite struggling with the Elite Four. Yeah, there was a pretty bad spike in difficulty when you got to Elite Four. Definitely, Cynthia, when you eventually get to her, you feel a bit yeah. strange. Because it did take me a couple of goes to beat her, but yeah, like when I first the first trainer, they seem to have like a decent kind of mix of Pokemon with typings that I struggled against. Yeah, they they seem to have like um, they'll have like a they'll have like a typing, but then uh, a couple of the Pokemon within that typing will have will have like a move that's actually sort of effective against the the effective typing you've used against theirs yeah fair enough so it'd be like what's what's one example so the the bug one i'm not i'm not too bad at. i can sort of get through it okay it's the the next one i think is ground they'll have like so normally like i think war is pretty good against ground and stuff yeah well they'll have like i think it's um have like a steelix which is normally sort of like a steel type um, which water is still effective against, but then it'll have like uh, the the like thunder fang, I think, mm. which is obviously like really effective against water. So it, it's I, I do like that the, the elite four aren't easy because it's like most of the rest of the game is fairly kind of straightforward. Yeah, you're on autopilot you really. Stuff. You can do it fairly um, easily. Yeah, but I, th- I think probably my problem as well is because I think a lot, a lot of people will have their Pokemon team kind of set by maybe like the fifth or sixth kind of gym badge. They'll know who their sort of sixth strongest are. Was like I've I've kind of gone through and kind of mixed it up a little bit. I've like I've made like other Pokemon kind of come through and be stronger. And you know I'll, I'll always have like the one Pokemon that I want to level up come through as well. That's like not as good as the others. But yeah, I I seem to have calling myself there plus I, I always seem to have a challenge of life i do elite four i want to do them without using any items <laughs> i try and give my challenge Good luck. That, which makes it a bit harder so yeah. trying like one shot all the pokemon as much as i can <laughs> have you kept to it so far have you had to use items no i've kept to it i've got my ass kicked a lot how many but times have you tried i think i've done it four four or five times now all oh, right okay like the furthest i've gone to is the Go, is it a ghost? No, it's not a ghost type, is it? Who's the third one? Bog ground. Fire. Is it fire? It could be fire, yeah. As bad as far as I can. So, continue plan through. See, see, I'm sure I'll eventually get through it at some point. After that, I finally finished off um, Marvel Spider-Man Remastered. I've gone through all the DLC. Um, so I did, did the last one, which was the Silver Sable sort of episode i quite like the the interaction between spider-man and silver sable i like this like she just kind of comes in kicks ass and is like not not taking any prisoners at this point <laughs> and then like throughout it she'll she'll kind of start to kind of warm up to um to spider-man to a point where like they'll she'll see him as like a, a partner at that point so towards the end the, the fight boss as well against um hammerhead's pretty cool i quite liked it it was it was, it was probably Probably the most challenging boss fight in in the whole game, I think, because there's there's quite a few steps to it, where it's like he'll charge him pretty quickly. He's got quick attacks, and then he's got like a, a far like a, he's got like a ranged laser attack, which can be sometimes 
difficult to dodge. Like you've got to, well, for, for me personally, I just swung around until he stopped and then came back and started beating up some of his folks. But no, really enjoyed it. And I guess some context to the Miles Morales story as well, because like when you when you start Miles Morales, obviously Pia is going on a European trip with MJ for some sort of news story. And without clear DLC, I didn't I didn't I didn't know what the context for the actual vacation was until you, you if you play through the DLC, you figure out kind of where they, they're supposed, supposedly going to um, for this trip. So that was cool. So yeah, really really enjoyed it. Really like the remastered stuff. I think the new suits are pretty cool as well. I think my my favourite suit out of the remastered stuff is the Iron Spider, the original Iron Spider from the comics. Really like that suit. And I like when you use the the uh, expendable limbs as well. Yeah, yeah. The the gold colour that belongs to that suit as well. They're not the kind of like the version of the films Iron Spider ones. So that was cool. That was really nice detail you can you can always tell with like in some they always get like the smallest details perfectly so that was that was done let's me finish with spider-man looking forward to the second one in 2023 so then i've got a couple of new games that i've started so the first one i've got is world of final fantasy which isn't a traditional final fantasy game it's for what i can tell it's it's similar enough, but like the the characters are very kind of childish kind of characters, and they end up kind of being in this like I'm gonna say the world like a, a combination of like all the Final Fantasies, where you can like sort of use the characters from different Final Fantasies and whatnot. Well, you have to like get them on your side. I think I've not got too far into it. I'm about maybe half an hour, an hour in, but it hasn't really caught my interest as of yet. Is is a bit. He's gonna pass the one hour test. Time, time to put it on the yeah. Cell I'm wondering, like, do, do, do I do the Nathan hour test or not? I don't know. At the, at the moment, it's not really grasped me. I'll need to play a little bit more just to sort of see where it goes, kind of story-wise. But at the moment, you, you essentially play like a like a a boy and a co character, like a brother and sister, who are sort of in this in this world, kind of normal jobs and whatnot. But then suddenly they get pulled into this other world that they supposedly belong into but apparently they've lost their memories so you have to like i think you have to like work through the game to kind of build the memories back of like who they were and i suppose why they're important to the world and stuff um but at the moment i'm just like i don't know we'll see might be another one i'm on my list to have played it but we'll, we'll probably not complain <laughs> we'll see the other new game that i've played is a series that marks kind of introduced me into that I've, I've actually surprisingly think is really cool i'm really enjoying it which is yakuza this is the whole series of yakuza so um i think earlier in the year i completed yakuza kiwami the, the remake of the first one and now i'm going through the the prequel which is zero uh, so it's so good i love zero i'm really yeah i'm really enjoying it uh, i do i do like i do like I, how how like serious they've, they've captured the whole kind of world of yakuza yeah. and yet at the same time just how bat crazy yeah the side missions. everything else like side <laughs> missions yeah like it's, it's that karaoke. perfect juxtaposition isn't it yeah the serious map of your story that you've just got these hilarious side missions I yeah mean, it's it's just absolutely is this one particular one but i'm, I'm not I'm, i don't want to say anything to spoil it but it's just it's oh it's 
it involves a singer and a film director and it's 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 such a great side mission but when you come across that one yeah it's just fantastic Right. But, yeah, it's, oh, it's, just, it's just hilarious. I quite got there. So, um, so I mean, if, if you've never played a Yakuza game, it's it's meant to be touted as like a Japanese GTA, but not really. Because like, it, is, it is open world, but it's very much set in kind of like one like block of a sea. Yeah, it's not a massive open world. No. There's like, just a lot happening. You can get around it in like a couple of minutes, but there's, there's so much like detail to like every like inch of the the city block that you're in is like packed with so much detail and so much like stuff that you could do like you could you can like you don't have to do the missions or side missions you literally just go play like you could go to vincent which is like a like an english pub yeah. um you could play like pool or you could play darts so you could just get drunk um you can fight thugs that on like on the streets all the time and then I think uh, in zero you can you can click these. I forgot what they call them like uh, player player cards. They're like phone box cards. Oh yeah, sorry. They're, yeah, they call them telephone cards. I think, but they're essentially like I think based on Japanese female models or something yes. like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're not explicit. They're, they're wearing clothes, so it's not like you pick one up and you just see flesh. Although there is still kind of some parts of flesh uh <laughs> but there's like there's a guy in in the town as well who like collects them so yeah. you, you have to like collect like a set of three for each model like either like model's name and then like a or like model's name b or something you have to collect each set and then hand it to him i'm assuming you get like money or, or stuff like that but just like the amount of detail in the opponents of these games is ridiculous like I was I was heard of the series kind of before getting into it and thought mm, I don't don't know if it's really for me it seems a bit silly and and stuff but when you actually get into it and find that there's, there's actually like you know, a deep story that is like emotional at times very dramatic and then you just got the silly stuff where you're playing karaoke and you're suddenly like an 80s rock star just yeah. jamming out to this <laughs> it's it's brilliant really loving it so far. Um, I think I'm on chapter four, so I'm currently playing as um, Majima in in his like section of Osaka. I think he's in. I forget what the actual city is called. But at the moment, I'm just playing as him, who's who's currently running a, a what they call a cabaret club. Yeah. I do love his, his introduction to it as well, where where he's like. You know, the, the, the one way he has that, that, yeah, the bloke wants to have a fight or something. Yeah, the bloke wants to have yeah. a fight, and he's like, oh, the customer's king, you're, you know, you're treated with respect and all here. And then, like, he pours, like, the champagne on him and stuff. Yeah. And he just, want, he just wants to fight Majima, but he's just like, no, you're, you're king, you're, you know, I'm not going to fight you. And you have to, like, dodge him all the time. Um, and then he's going to get thrown out to, to the police, and then he gets him to actually, like, Majima's like, no, we, we shouldn't do this, this is how we, we do it, otherwise he's not going to learn properly this and how we treat people we'll not report you to police but if you pay everyone's tab in this club like a hundred million yen then they'll be fine yeah. it's like jesus christ like such a good introduction to character especially after playing kiwami because like hearing hearing about the differences between kiwami and like the original first game it seemed as though he he was less of a comedy character in the original and he was like treated as kind of a serious a bit insane because yeah. he has actually played my um, Mark Hamill in the English dub. 
But in the Kwame game, he's cut. I do, I do see the argument like some of his cut scenes where they are serious. Like, like at some point he gets injured really badly, but then like the next minute you'll you'll just find him popping out somewhere because you've got this whole Kwame, not Kwame, Majima everywhere thing where you'll you'll see him anywhere and you have to fight him and that's how you get the dragon move set and, and how to upgrade it and stuff. Yeah. But it kind of it kind of almost like wars down his experience every time you see him because he's just well he's literally everywhere. But it's like in the original game, it never happened. So he was a lot more of a serious character. But that's that's by the by. That's that's a uh, talk for another time. But no, really enjoying Zero Run and want to go through more of it. The only other game that I've come back to after quite a few years, because um, a couple of my friends got it on PC, uh, is Sea of Thieves. Ooh. That's, um, that's what we should have played. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you'll, uh, you'll have to get it and then we'll... I'll, I'll I've got it. Rooks. You've got I it. also have it. Yeah, right. It's no, no one gonna have to go to at some point because I can play on PC. I, I just think guys, but life. Yeah. <laughs> well, you need to get that at some point. <laughs> I've got the thing that I got from the console. I just know you was here. But no, really enjoying going back into it. They've, they've added a lot more since I first played it, which was like a month after it first released. So you can see like how much more content they've got and stuff. Like you've got fishing, just like Scott. <laughs> of course you've got. Uh, fishing. That's what everything needs. <laughs> fishing. Everything needs. Everything needs fishing. Probably enough, because uh, uh, Yakuza Zero has fishing. Um, Does, yeah. <laughs> so no, getting back into it, doing some of the like missions or what, what they call voyages and stuff with a mate of mine. So first, first it was just me and one of her that I usually play with, and we we got on a uh, the boat that's called a sloop. So it's good for like one to two man crews, getting through there, getting all the treasures and whatnot, and. Um, Funny story, we we stopped off at um, an island that's called like the the Reapers Hideout, where one of the people that you can get missions from, you hand in like these specific like Reaper skulls or chest, chests, and you get like reputation, you increase reputation with them and whatnot, and then you can get better missions from them after that. Um, but as we were coming back, there was a there was another player ship. That, that drove by and shot at our ship before we were even back on it. So we like we rushed to get on the ship, uh, anchored off, um, and started like chasing down and having this fight. And uh, at one point we were like side by side. So my mate was like, we we put like the ship and the pilot just just go up and sails will take us wherever and we'll just fight. And he was like on the cannon shooting them. I just like jumped over and like boarded their ship and just started. St- Swashbuckling, yeah. yeah. Started flailing my sword around, just killing whatever I could see because there was like three of them and just two of us. But I just, I murdered everyone. <laughs> I was like killing them all. There's one guy who's like busy trying to fix his bars, like, no, you're not. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> and they, they were like, they, they, like two of them were like busy trying to fix the boat while like the other one was fighting me. And they were just like, I won't have any of it. I'm just killing you all. And uh, we ended up like sinking their ship, and I just jumped off, and, and we just liked it. <laughs> Oh, you just went on a rampage. That's it. Like, yeah, Matthew kicking I was just like, yeah, you're going to die again. Just go back to the ferry. Did you go, hey, you guys, and then swig it? No, I was like, arg. Arg. Arg, yeah. No, I didn't. I just I just jumped on, just started murdering. Went on mercy. Um, so that was fun. Another story, another story that I've come from as well was 
we were so we 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 anchored um, an outpost. There's like seven outposts around where you can take your treasure and stuff back to um, the people that have missions and whatnot. And we kind of gone back on the boat. And I don't know what we were doing. I think we were going to plan where we were going to go next. And like suddenly this other ship just came and like rammed us from behind. Like just full pelt, full speed into us and like sailed off, tried to sail off. My mate was like, I'm not having that. So like we anchored up and like basically chased after them. And once we got to the side of them, we just plowed them with cannonballs and, and sunk them pretty quickly. But I was I was laughing my head off through the whole thing because I had um, I had the voice chat uh, volume on and he didn't so he had it on mute so he couldn't hear who the other person was and it was like this like eight year old oh, who, no. who I, I don't know what he said I couldn't quite tell what he was saying but he was, he, he like hit us and said something and like ran off I was just like I was just laughing because like my mate just wanted to get revenge on this eight-year-old who had rammed us and probably didn't think on what he was doing and stuff and it was probably like his first time on the game or something <laughs> no it was premeditated he knew what he was doing premeditated yeah but I was just laughing I was like you just you just gunned down this child because it's rammed into him. but no I'm having a lot of fun with City Fears again so it's definitely I think something that we should we should look into to play you'd enjoy it. Captain Matt Sparrow. Yep. <laughs> That's it. Go on, go on after my treasure. So, go with you, Mark. What have you, what have you been playing? Well, the first game I've is actually uh, something you've played before, which I remember because me and my brother have been looking for some other games to play, some mm. op- co-op games. So we start playing We Were Here. Oh, yes. Oh, nice one. So... If you don't know what it is, basically it's a co-op puzzle game. At the beginning, so you play two different people at the beginning. Because it has this cartoon style, doesn't it? Just this animation. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a cartoon style. Uh, you're two people and you come across a castle, I imagine it is, in the middle of some snowy place. You walk through the door and then some mysterious figure just knocks you both out. And you both wake up in separate places. So one of you wakes up in a library, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, it's just for the books and other gubbins, and the other person wakes up in a ra- wakes up in a random room, and basically you've just got to help each other out to escape from the castle. Mm. So my brother was in the library, and I was the explorer. I think we're about halfway through now. It's I'm enjoying it, but mm. I, it did lead to me getting a bit angry with my brother. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the it, best it, it, games. I, yeah. Um, There's love. Cooperation I, involved. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm sure there's something in his library bit that he's not seen. That's supposed to help me out. Yeah. And I'll say, right, I can see this and this, and this is the only thing I can see. So this must pertain to something in your library. And then he'll just tell me, oh, I've got no. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> well, you've, you've, surely you've got to have something. <laughs> and then I don't, I don't want to say any solutions because I don't want to spoil any, any of the solutions in case anybody wants to play it. But there is one bit where there's a maze have you completed it Matt? yeah i've completed it. i've um i've gone pretty much through the whole series there's one more that's meant to be coming out this year that i'm looking forward to so there's one level where there's a maze isn't there yeah yeah right and so i was the explorer and obviously i'm going around this maze and my brother tells me he's got a map so it's like well not clear 
okay so this is the map to where we go now as the explorer there's a thing you have to do to get around this maze and there are mm-hmm. gates right mm-hmm. yeah now i was sure that there must be something in this library for my brother to know where these gates are i was sure that there must be something because his because his map only shows just the actual map you know the layout of the map yeah. doesn't show you where things are anything like that so i had to go around this map and he's i'm basically describing it and he's obviously following me yeah he's map. following where you're going and i'm telling him right i've got to this point this is where this gate is and i'm telling him all this information about where each gate is yeah and obviously i've got to try and find my way around it but in the end it's in order to get through it he basically just took a photo of the map and wrote and he must have doodled it on his on his phone or something about where these gate about where these gates were that I'm describing. Yeah. And I'm just I'm just thinking, surely there must be something in his library that will tell him where these gates are. Surely. There must be. Surely it can't be a position where I'm just getting to a point where I've got to describe the gates to him. That doesn't make any sense to me. And then but we but we got through it mm. using this using this manual method. Because it still it still works. Yeah. Uh, but after we'd gone that and I'd finished playing it, I went online. I had a look at the a walkthrough, but oh, only yeah. that. But only that puzzle. I didn't look anything yeah. or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, Because I just wanted to see if there was something we oh, completely yeah. missed. Yeah. Even though we got through it, and apparently all he had to do is uh, there was a switch in his library that if he flicked it, would have put the gates on his map. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> why didn't he find that? Like, I, I feel like I feel like I'm calling you out, Wayne, but. <laughs> <laughs> Looks better. Call out, call out the park. But yeah, but we, I mean, we managed to get through it, and then we've got we've got through the next puzzle, which involves chess. Done that. That, that was that was difficult. That one. I didn't like that because the snow affects you so quickly. That really irritated me. Yeah, this it's 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 annoying for for kind of both situations because it's well I don't want to go through how you how you meant to do it. Yeah, but it's I, mean, I have done it's that, time but, yeah. consuming for one person while the other one has to wait freezing for it <laughs> yeah so yeah that that took a while for, for me and my friend when we went through it first time it's like oh god yeah i think at that point we actually switched we were like right i'm i'm gonna be the library guy now you be the explorer i did i did suggest that to my brother i said oh maybe i should try being the library but he was like nah i've got it we got through eventually we got through it oh, okay but, yeah so but no i i do like the game it's it's I, i'm quite liking it but i didn't notice that the checkpoint system wasn't very good because we got, so we got through the first three puzzles. Mm. So after, so the maze is the third puzzle, and that's yep. when it saved the first checkpoint. Whereas after that, it seems to be saving after each puzzle. Okay. So I don't understand why that was. It was just a bit bizarre. I mean, I, I could see because I think that the first two puzzles are sort of relatively easy. It's, it's sort of uh, kind of straightforward. <laughs> It took yes. us a long time to it took us a long time to get out of that first one. <laughs> oh, and I only solved that first one just by randomly picking two things. I won't say oh, what I, oh, okay. I won't say what you had, what you had to do, but I only no. got through it. We worked it out subsequently what you had to do. But the <laughs> first time, <laughs> but the first time I got through, I just picked two random things. But okay. yeah, there you go. But oh. we've got the we've got the, the the following two as well. So we oh, were yes. here too, and we were, we were here yeah. together, is it? We were here to. Oh no, sorry. It's, it's, we were here. Two. It's the first one. We were here together, because that's the two. And then I think the other one is, we were here 
Oh no, I might be thinking wrong. We hear forever. We hear forever is the fourth one, the new one. Is that it? the new one? I think so. Oh, okay. You're probably right then. Yeah. Well, no, I'm enjoying that, but as I say, we're about halfway through. I don't think they're massive games, are they? I don't think they're. They're not long, games. like a, a few hours. Like the the following ones after do take a bit long because there's more right. to. Yeah. So, yeah, we played that. And the other game I played Blade is, I think this was announced at, was it the original PlayStation State to Play before PS5 release? I don't know, I can't remember. But it's The Pedestrian. Oh, um, is that the one with the road signs? Or yes. So, you play, a, so imagine like a the male and female sign on a public restroom. Hmm. You play one of those characters. So, yeah, the male and female character. And you traverse through a series of signs across various environments, and each sign is consisted of a puzzle. Oh yeah, so, this for that platforming game, weren't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So it's a platformer puzzle, and it's it's a really pleasant game. It's it's really quite nice, and the design of it is really nice as well because it's so you have all these signs on this these environments. But it doesn't like jump between them or anything like that. It smoothly switches between. So the whole game is like one camera angle that just pans across all these signs and it goes through different <laughs> environments. So it goes across the load. So you start in a warehouse. So you go through all these signs around the warehouse and then it'll pan into the background and then all signs and then it'll go down into a subway and then into a street, onto the road signs and then, and then currently have on the university campus. But there's like no loading screens. It's just like one continuous thing. It's quite challenging. I'm about, I think I'm about halfway through that as well. And it's, so sometimes you get to these signs and then there'll be like offshoots of them. So you have to go to this, so you have to go to this puzzle. So it's like one central sign. And then you'll have a series of separate puzzles coming off of that one. So one of them, you have to go and get a crate. So you have to go in, do a puzzle that then you have to bring a crate into the, the, the sign you were in. And this one, yeah. And then this one, you have to go and get a coil, bring that one in. And another one, you have to get a battery, bring that one. Now, the way it works is that you have to link the signs together in each puzzle. So each puzzle might consist of, I don't say, say five separate signs or rooms, as they're called. And you have to link them up. So let's say there's a door on the right hand side. You'll know that that has to connect to a door on the left hand side of another sign. So you've got to try and link them all together. So if you walk through that one, so once you've linked them, the door will open. So it'll open for that one, and then you walk into this one. And you can move the signs around and things like that. It's like, oh, is there uh, a top of a ladder and a bottom of a ladder somewhere? So you think, oh, well, they'll, they'll probably have to be linked together as well. Mm. And you have to traverse through all these different areas. And it can get complicated at times, but there's one mechanic in it which I don't like, and it's really making me struggle at the moment and that's one where uh, imagine like an archway so i think like you know a mouse hole so on your side there's a shape like a mouse hole mm. now if you if you overlap that on another side and you stand in that mouth mouse hole you will phase onto the side behind it that you just put overlapped it on and i'm on a puzzle where it's got about six of those six signs all of them with those on them and i just cannot figure out where I'm supposed to put where, and because you can't move every side over every one, and it's just really yeah. rattling my brain. I spent about half an hour yesterday trying to figure that one puzzle out, and actually I had to look at a guide, right? 
and the guide didn't even help me. <laughs> <laughs> I did. That's I did, why you know it's difficult. I did specifically what the guy the guy told me to do, but he didn't do what it said it was supposed to. And I'm like, well, I, it's put me at this place. Oh, where, they, they fixed it in a patch, didn't they? I don't know, <laughs> but it's put me in this place where it's just like that's not where this guy is telling me it should put me. So I'm just like, I don't know. I just don't. Maybe I just have to find a different separate guide for that puzzle. But oh, I don't know. But I'm liking it. It is a good game. It's really enjoyable. It's quite charming. It's got nice music to it. Uh, there's some secret rooms to it as well so you, if you go slightly off the beaten track you might find like a hidden ladder that you can't see but if you go down it and in in those uh rooms you just basically get a hat <laughs> there's just like a little stand with some hats on so your silhouette uh stick man could just have like a viking helmet on or a top hat or something but yeah nothing special but no it's, it's it's good fun uh but it's it's getting difficult it's getting really difficult particularly with that mechanic when I was just linking them together, that made a lot more sense to me. But this one is just blowing my mind. I just, I just, I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish it without looking. I'm going to have to find another solution to this one puzzle. Because I can't spend any longer. Or, or I'm just going to end up rage quitting it. <laughs> this one puzzle. But, but no, no, it's a charming little game. Uh, one final game, actually, is me and my brother have just started playing Far Cry 6. We've met Guapo. I think his name is Guapo is the alligator. Hey. So you have to go through like a like it's like an hour and a half, which is basically a tutorial before you can get to the court bit. I think that's pretty much what happens in all these Far Cry games. Mm. It's a lot better than Far Cry Five, I think. I'm finding the story really? a lot more interesting. Yeah, it feels when it comes to Ubisoft shooters. I mean, I've said this in regards to like Rainbow Six. It, the engine feels slow. It's they're slow to run. The like the gunplay isn't very good. This is a bit more fast paced. Which oh good good it feels a lot better to play but yeah we've not got very far in it at all but we made it managed to take out an air cannon we're just on this small little island bit because the the, the area is huge it turns out we won this little island bit right and I thought this was like the whole game but it wasn't until like I zoomed out of the map and then I saw the entire thing so like, oh we're only on this tiny little island bit there we are they've actually got horses in the game which is re- they're really fun to ride. So yeah, we've only got a few, a few hours into that. But it's really good fun so far. I'm liking it. Um, I think I think the story's going to be a lot more interesting than Far Cry 5 with Joseph Seed and his cult nonsense that I don't care about. But yeah, uh, I just want more of uh, Giancarlo Esposito. I just want more to see more of him. But he's good. He's good at it. He's really good at mm. okay. what I've seen so far. But yeah, that's, that's a good one. I'm liking that. So hopefully that's going to last us a long time to play. So yeah, that's what I've been playing. Go on, Nathan. Go on, Nathan, indeed. So, I'll start out with a documentary that I watched that came out fairly recently. Well, a series of documentaries. So, I've been watching Power On, the story of Xbox. I've watched the first episode. Have you? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I watched I watched them all. I enjoyed them a lot more than I thought I would. It, it goes really in depth because from an outsider looking in, you think, right, Microsoft, Xbox, this was the only thing that they were ever going to do. But I didn't realise there was so much infighting because there was the DirectX team, which the Xbox came from. And then there's the Microsoft CE team that backed Sega on the Dreamcast back in the day. And they kind of had like a a little internal war about who gets the funds to create this box. Because one of the only reasons that the Xbox even became a thing was because PlayStation came out and said, 
they're going to take over the living room and you'll be able to use this as a computer. And Microsoft's like, right, we're not having that because we don't want Sony to take over the entertainment space. Mm. So they decided to put something out internally, which these DirectX guys were already working on, funnily enough, to become the Xbox. So, yeah, that was really interesting to see kind of from the ground up these guys coming together saying right we need something in the gaming space um, in the living room and coming up with the concept of what the xbox were going to be so that was really good i think that's the first like three or four episodes kind of the conception of the xbox all the troubles they went to get it ready because normally consoles take about five or six years to develop and launch they had about 18 months to do it not to mention all the internal struggles in um, getting the Xbox to go to market. But yeah, after the first few episodes, it moved on to kind of the 360 era um, and the Red Ring of Death. So we heard a lot about that, about how many consoles they were producing to try and kind of keep up with what they needed to do. I think they said they ended up having to pay a billion in terms of kind of resolving the Red Ring of Death issue in the end, in terms of like fixing the problem coming out with a new iteration, the refunds, and then extending the warranty from one year to three years for the Xbox, which I think in the end was the right thing to do. And then from that, they moved on to the Xbox One. And we all know the issues that they had at launch with that thing. And they said it was going to be the all-in-one entertainment box, which gamers don't want to hear because they only care about games, which is what we care about. And then all the stuff about you having to be logged in on the internet all the time and mm. not being able to trade games. Yeah. And um, and they showed off one of the Sony adverts that they did <laughs> at the time. Of like, this is how you trade games, and then they just literally yeah. just passed the game over <laughs> to the person. Uh, so that was quite funny. But it, it it's an interesting series of documentaries, and it just makes you realise what these companies have to go through to to create these consoles definitely like the early days like i didn't realize it was so difficult to get this thing off the ground because when you look from an outsider inward you think right this company is they know what the vision is and that's what it's going to be you don't realize that there's different groups of people within the company fighting for their idea to be created and to get to get to market so i think it's it was really good and it just really displayed these people that built the Xbox's passion, what they wanted it to be, just the excitement for Xbox as a whole. So, yeah, if you've not watched it, I'd definitely say watch that if you've got some time, because it's really interesting. I don't know what you thought about that first episode, Mark, but I liked it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I'd, I'd like to watch more. All, well, I do plan on watching all of it, but I just don't have time. But no, it was interesting about the whole infighting thing. Yeah. But basically, they just, they just had like Bill Gates in the boardroom. <laughs> just like fighting over, take pick our ideas, pick our ideas, and they're yeah. just like slagging each other off. <laughs> yeah, that's no, it. that's not gonna work. But then they brought a working prototype, didn't they? Well, that was the thing that did it. And then this, the not the DirectX team, the uh, Microsoft C team were like, oh, we were never given the opportunity yeah. to do a demo, like they did it off their own backs. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. No, I, I think the um, Microsoft CE team, they actually, sorry, it was a 3DO. Yeah, that was oh, it, three, yeah. which failed on its own. So that doesn't really fill me with much confidence with that team anyway. But anyway, the DirectX team won. It became the Xbox and the rest of history. Fourth generation and the rest is history. Yeah. 
Did he um did he go over the story of when Microsoft were looking to try and buy out Nintendo? Yeah, they do mention that. Basically, they went to Japan and yeah. Nintendo was just having none of it. They didn't even. It was apparently, not, like, it was they, they, they brought it up, didn't they? Apparently, like, the Nintendo people just, like, laughed at them. Pretty much, yeah. Just laughed like, at them. That, that would have been awkward if I were, like, the Microsoft guy. I'd be like, uh, why, why are they laughing? Yeah. Because before they started, like, bringing their own developers on, they wanted to, as you said, purchase, uh, purchase Nintendo to try and get that catalogue of games. But, as we know, the dream has failed. Could you imagine if it happened? Ooh. It would have... Xbox Switch. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'd only have a two-horse race now, wouldn't we? It would have been Sony versus Microsoft, and that's it. Unless something else came in to fill the void. But I don't think they would be. Uh, there are pretenders who keep on trying. Like the KFC console. Soldier Boy. <laughs> Soldier Boy. Boy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, that, that was pretty good. I'll move on to the games now. So... As you know, I like going to the charity shop every now and again to see if there's any games that I can buy. And I ended up purchasing one a couple of weeks ago. So I purchased this one, Sega Superstars Tennis. So this is, I've been really enjoying it actually, because it's not, it's not backwards compatible on your Series X or Xbox One. So I had to dust off the old 360 and play this one. Mm. But yeah. But 99p, really impressed with it. It's um, It's got your standard gameplay, so you've got matches and tournaments, just normal ones there. You've got a staple of Sega characters you can play as, so you can play as Eggman, Knights, the Super Monkey Ball Monkey, I can't remember its name, Sonic, obviously, and tons of others from different Sega franchises, which is really fun. There's a section called Superstars, and basically within there, you've got a bunch of areas and each area is based on a Sega franchise. So you've got like a Sonic area, um, a Super Monkey Ball area, a Knights area, Jet Set Radio area, and a few other ones. And each of them have got their own like tennis court and music and everything attached to it about that particular Sega franchise, which I think is really nice. And rather than it just being a series of games you play against these characters, it's like a series of mini games kind of so in the super monkey ball one you've got to kind of put these balls through this through these hoops and stuff so they're more like skill-based challenge games in the jet set radio one you've got to like run away from these guards um a bit like you've got to in the main game and just things like that so it's kind of it's a bit different from what you normally expect from a tennis game but it's really fun and the games are only like a couple of minutes each so and you can kind of like bash through them fairly quickly and it's all it's a bit different each time so that's really enjoyable i did complete one of the tournaments so i just play as sonic because he's my favorite character within the game because he's quite fast so each character has their own like strength so sonic's fairly fast eggman's fairly strong and there's a few like more balanced players there as well and they've all got like the supercharged attack that you can use so if you get like a full like star, which will give like Sonic full power, for example, it turns into Super Sonic and then absolutely smashes the ball and um, obliterates his enemy or, or whoever we're playing against. The tournament's pretty good. When you get to the final and win the final, um, depending on who you're playing as, you've got to then have like a bonus match against the kind of the 
protagonist enemy, so I'd like a special game against Eggman, which was fairly challenging in comparison to the tournament. But yeah, that was good. But um, yeah, I've just been really enjoying that, playing quite a bit of it. Yeah, it's a good tennis game. And if you like Sega, it's, it's for you. The next game that I've been playing is Call of Duty Vanguard. Now, so far, I don't see what all the hate's about in terms of the game, because I know there was quite a bit of a backlash on this particular one. And it's got quite a mixed... Doesn't that we have a Call of Duty, though? Mm. I don't know. I mean, there's some that are accepted more than others. And I think I don't think this is one of them for some reason. That's just the view that I'm getting anyway. Have you played the campaign? Or are we just talking multiplayer? I've played the campaign. I've not completed it yet. No. Um, but in terms of the campaign, I'm I'm really enjoying it. I like how you go to different fronts and that there's a team and there's kind of like, I won't say the hub area, but the area where they all converge. And then you can see a bit more about their stories through the war, which is which is quite interesting. Mm. Um, and I think the all the different areas have been done really faithfully because sometimes once I've cleared an area, I'll just find myself walking around just to experience it a bit more. So like the one, the section where we're in Russia and you, you're walking through the Russian streets and you can see like all the vendors and stuff. And that's quite interesting. It looks really good as a game. One thing that I did find when I was walking through Russia, a lot of people are smoking. But I noticed that the people that were smoking, the cigarette didn't even go in the mouths. There's like a little gap between them. And I've got video evidence. Literally unplayable. Yeah, yeah. it's terrible. It's glitch, glitch in the game. Yeah. Actually, what we're talking about, the hate is real. It's crap. Um, <laughs> cy- cyberpunk's better. Yeah, anyway. But um, bar that little mistake. It's yeah, I'm just I'm really enjoying it. I'm doing the Pacific like section of the game at the minute. So I've done the bit where you're in the airplane and you crash land and you're looking for your friend Mateo. I'm struggling a bit with the Japanese soldiers that are coming after me because what's different about them is that they will like run towards you with the bayonet and is try this and the stab stealth you. section. Yeah, yeah. So sort of stealthy, so, isn't it? So that explains why you're having trouble. <laughs> Yeah, because I just want to like go out there and just like shoot everybody. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah, but I'm I'm getting through it slowly but surely. So I'm in like the middle of that at the minute. But the rainforest and everything looks really nice. And then I try and like look around, experience it, and then I just get stabbed <laughs> when people shout at me. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, it's really good. Um, I've played a game of zombies. I enjoyed that for what it was. Just mm-hmm. hordes of zombies running after you. It's pretty strange because I don't know whether I've not played much zombies. I've played Black Ops 3 zombies. I've played this zombies and I think I played one more, but I'm not very versed on it. But there's basically like a little hub world and you go through these portals. And then once you've done a particular area, you come back and then you kind of have to vote on which portal you need to do next as a team. So that was a bit different, but I've got no complaints about it. Just just zombies. It's empty, I think. Do you think? Yeah, I was saying that I don't really play zombies that much. I've only really played it when we have. So. Maybe we should give it a go. Yeah, maybe it's a bit more more to it if there's more than one person. I don't know. Yeah, but I did quite well. I managed to save a couple of people, which is not like me at all because I'm normally the one that gets downed all the time. So that was pretty good. So there was people a bit worse than me. One thing that I didn't like was shipment. 
So I went into a game of shipment with you two. Best level ever. And it Best was horrible. Ever. No, no. Best devs. No, no. I might enjoy it like after I've had a bit more time to become accustomed to the online side of it. But Are you when... telling me that's the first game you jumped into? Yes. Yeah, that was the first one. <laughs> well, Shimmer is not... That's your not, own fault. Not a map that you want to be joining to first. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't have done that. But I thought, oh, I'll, I'll play a quick game with you guys while we while we'll wait to do something else and then... Well, to be fair, you did join the other team. I did. Well, it weren't my yeah, fault. you were on the other team. It said join maybe it's, player maybe it's, and I joined. So was it us who ruined your experience just by killing you all constantly? Yeah, yeah. Experience, so. Yeah, I, I just chased him around the bat. Yeah. You saw him just chased after him. Yeah, that's it. Jeremy. Yeah. Nothing 1992, dead. Yep. Oh, there, there he is again, dead. There he is. Chasing with knife. <laughs> yeah. Chasing with knife. Go after him with guard dog. Yeah. Oh, please. Actually, no. no, I think I think you joined as someone did on our seat, on our team activate like the, the dog um kill streak, so. <laughs> Honestly, though, as I came in, it was just mental because they had, like, the Christmas stuff on as well, so I'm like, what the heck is going on? The elves, yeah. The elves are starting to get annoying now. Krampus. Mm. Krampus is hell annoying. Yeah. I've always but, avoided Is that what we say? You've not been killed by him before? No, I haven't. I've not even seen him. To be fair, it is a treat when you do die by him. To be fair. It's pretty cool. Just not all the time. Yeah, but so far, I've been enjoying it for what it is. As a package, it's good. So maybe we'll have to play it again at some point. Maybe not not shipment. Shipment twenty four seven. No, stop it. All right, Death House twenty four seven. I'm saying let me, let me experience <laughs> Death House and then we'll. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but that's right. I'm sure we'll just, do it at some point. Just a shame there's no war. Mm. That is a real shame. Maybe they'll just... bring it in. I want them to bring it in. Do it for season two. Bring the you, you always have like a new game mode to every season. Do it. I want war. What is it good for? Everything. Yeah. <laughs> no kill streaks. That's fun. No, he's annoying dog rubbish. Shipment with no kill streaks. That'll be a different story. Shipment with no kill streaks. You'd have a better. It. You'd have a better time with that. Shipment when everyone's got their dogs out is not fun. <laughs> so the next game that I've been playing, that I got quite recently, that I was so excited for, was. Forza Horizon 5. Now, this is... I've, I've been tempted whether to get that. I know, don't be, I'm don't definitely going to get it. Just get it. It's because it's on a deal and I've got the which version to get at the moment. Oh, clearly the PlayStation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Obviously. No, I mean... Yes, yes, Matt. Yes, the PlayStation version. No, there's different versions of it, isn't there? Yeah. Deluxe, premium, etc. And I ended up getting the premium version of 4. Hmm. And then you spent seven hours trying to un- unpack everything. Yes. <laughs> so I've got that to look forward to again. So yeah. go on then, what's, what's your experience of five so far? It's basically, it's four but in Mexico. That's kind of what I expected. <laughs> yeah, it's what you expect and, and so so much more. It you can, There's a noticeable difference with the graphics. You can tell it's been made and optimised for the Series X. It looks amazing. Just... To start off with, when you create your player, it's become very inclusive. So you can have, it, they've got they, them pronouns for your character that you make. So you can have, you can have that side of it. You can also put prosthetic limbs on your character, not to mention the sign language side of it. I've not switched that on yet, so have a look at it. But 
as we know from the Video Game Awards, it won, and that was a very big reason why it won the Accessibility Award, and rightly so. Getting into the game, basically, Horizons come to Mexico, and you've got the Horizon Festival there, and everything that you'd expect, just like in number four. One thing I do like that the game does is that if you've played any of the Forza games previously, it'll give you like special items for those. So you'll get an extra few cars. So I played Forza oh, Motorsport 7 and Forza Horizon 4. So I got a couple of extra cars when I started the game, which is nice. It's good to see that they've given people a little bit of extra for that loyalty, let's say. When the game started, it, feel, it felt like you're in a Fast and Furious film. So there was the Horizon plane flying and your cars basically fly out of the back of the Horizon plane and parachute down to the ground. And then you and there's that, but for every single type of car. So there's the off-road um, aspect to it where you go through the jungle. There's like the supercars and hypercars and like every single kind of car that you might want. And it kind of exposes you to all the different racing modes. So a little bit like in um, Forza Horizon 4 where they do the opening and you race with a load of different types of cars just so you can get a feel for it. Um, that's what they did this time, but they pushed it to the extreme and made you fly out of the back of a plane each time. So that was something. Getting into the game, basically you get Welcome to the Festival as the champion. I wasn't the champion in Horizon 4, but I'll take it. Um, they remember my name, which were nice. So they called me Nathan. Um, and then... Ba- <laughs> in Forza Horizon 4, my just gets referred to as Sonny Jim. Does it? Yeah. Oh, what did I? I think I've got them to call me like Lord or something like that. <laughs> Lord. Right, yeah. Lord. No, it's actually it's Your Majesty. That's it. It's like, thank you, Your Majesty. Like, yeah, finally some respect around here. But yeah, they just call me Nathan now. So I guess they've downgraded me. Yeah, so I've I got a couple of extra cars, which I'm using at the minute. But I've done a few of the speed camera things where you've got to drive through it um fast i've done some normal races um i've done some cross-country stuff that you can do so i've gone to see like an active volcano and i've done some like research research tasks there which were pretty cool which is a bit different and that's about it so far i did one thing called the the horizon arcade uh, which is that you go to a certain place and um, other players are meant to like join you and you can do like races against them um, and do like tasks and stuff together. Uh, when I joined it, I found I was the only one doing it at that time. So I had to do all the tasks and stuff on my own. So that took away from it. Um, that the one was where you'd like knocking over pinatas? Kind of yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, yeah, knocking over the pinatas, doing as much damage as possible and uh, little mini games like that, which was pretty cool. Um, I've got my first house. Uh, which they just give you, which is cool. Um, and I think I'm in the second season now, so I'm I'm getting along with it. But it's it's just such a fantastic game. You can go through walls like it's nothing, just like on Horizon 4, which is what I liked. Just going through the dry stone wall and it's actually flying everywhere, um, which is good. But yeah, just like going through the uh, Mexican towns and going through the like the rainforest and stuff, everything just looks absolutely fantastic. Because when they first showed off the extended trailers, they showed that like they, they were capturing all this video um, to make everything look as real as possible. And I found myself stopping my car a lot and just looking around, like using the photo mode as well, which is really cool. 
and just trying to like take everything in and experience it because if you go in really fast I mean it looks fantastic anyway but you do you do miss certain things and you you don't appreciate it as much but it's just it just it looks absolutely fantastic they've brought the radio stations back um which is always good so you've got like a good variation of um of music genres there is there a classical music station I've not found it yet no Mm. but uh, when I was doing the volcano aspects they did play Oh, what piece was it? I think it was like Bat- Battle of Mars or something like that, which was like a really nice score to like the back of this volcano exploding. So, but yeah, so they do have classical pieces there, so I'm sure you'll enjoy that, Mark. But um, yeah, just really enjoying it so far and I can't wait to play more. It's just a fantastic game and like whichever version you buy, whether it's the standard or the deluxe, you're going to have a really good time with it. I mean, I, I've been agonising over while to get it over the past few days. Mm. Like, I managed to find it for a good deal on uh, Curry's, and I got it for like £32 or something. The thing is, I've, I've been playing a lot of Forza 4, Forza Horizon mm. 4, recently, and I've realised I've still got a lot of things still on that to do. Yeah. And I think I think a large part of that is down to the you know the seasons thing, because mm-hmm. every week it changes the seasons, and, and effectively that kind of locks you out of certain things, doesn't it, until yeah. that season's back available, which is a bit of an annoyance. So it's, it's like I can't complete the game. Well, I'm never going to complete it, but you know what I mean. I can't. I can't complete as much as I want to in this time frame that I want. I've got to wait until yeah, it's available to do. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess the good thing about these games is that they're not massively different in terms of their gameplay. You are just driving cars around different environments. Well, that's it. Yeah. So I might just get this and just alternate between. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Because so, you can experience them both for what they are. But I've been like um, tuning up. Well, I say I've chewed up the cars. I've been doing tuning on my cars in Forza Horizon 4, and they're mm. beasts now. <laughs> so I'm just like winning. So I, I just looked online to say like, which which cars are best for this sort of thing, like off road, terrain, rally, whatever, or um, drag races. Yeah. And they offered, it offered. It told you like, oh, we recommend this tuning set from this person who created it. So I thought, right, mm. I'll find that. I'll have that, and I'm just blitzing them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. I've not even got into that side of it yet. I'm just in the process of just collecting some cars and yeah. seeing what I, I like I, for each challenge. I couldn't tune a car myself. I've mm. just got to nick other people's ideas. Because yeah. <laughs> they'll be That's much fine. better than me. The best ideas are borrowed. Exactly. But no, I, I think yeah, you, you've sold that well to me. I think. You know, when we finish this pod, I think I'm going to go and buy that. Oh, nice one. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll, I'll have bought it anyway. But... Yeah. yeah. Just pushing you over edge, that's all. Yeah. Now, one last thing. I never thought I'd do this in a million years, but I now have the Battle Pass for Fortnite. So that's a thing. Good boy. Bad boy. <laughs> it's like the angel and the devil on the shoulder. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just working my way through that at the minute. When I get... How, how far through are you into um, I'm into the, like, the second set of, per, of things you can unlock. Oh, um, page, yeah. So yeah, getting through it. And come on, on like the second to last one. Blooming heck. I don't think the season finishes until March as well, so you've got got plenty of time. There, there's a lot of quests that are just like, I'm just going to focus through those and not bother about. Well, I'm also bothered about winning, but as long as I can get the quest done, then I'll, I'll work my way to try and get, get to at least the last 10. Yeah. 
So. I've not really been focusing on any of that. I'll just go in and play my game. And then if the quests get completed, they get completed. If not, it's fine. Oh, that's all I've been doing. I like I focus on the quests first, and then if I can, if I'm still alive after I've done the quest, then I'll try and get a win if I can. Mm. And turns out I don't really get the win now because I'm, I'm starting to get put against the people. Oh, because you've gone up in level now. Yeah. I can't build. I just, I refuse to build. <laughs> it's like you 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 build. I'll just waste my ammo taking down your build, and then I'll shoot you once you eventually build. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, so that's what I've been playing. Shall we finish off with the video game all the same? Yeah. Why not? Okay. So this is where we take a look at the game of high quality historical importance and induct it into our pantheon of games. We feel it deserves special recognition. Inducting this episode was released in 1985 for the arcade and then ported to just about every platform imaginable. Uh, developed by Atari Games and Midway Games and published by Atari Games and Namco, it's Paperboy. Oh, what a cute little game. I, I think this might have been one of my earliest gaming memories playing paperboy really in the arcade yeah on the old atari system too it's quite a it's quite a unique arcade cabinet though wasn't it with yeah. the uh the bicycle handles mm. <laughs> but i have to say I, I i don't think i've ever been any good at paperboy i think we're pretty bad at it pretty good at throwing papers through people's living rooms that's, that's about as good as i got <laughs> yes, it's basically, so the idea of the game is you play a paperboy, funnily enough, who has to cycle around a suburb in America mm-hmm. delivering papers to subscribers. Yeah. That's essentially it. And you've got three levels, so you've got Easy Street. Which is not uh, that easy. No. Uh, middle Road, mm-hmm. or the hard way. And each, play, uh, each one takes place over the course of a week. Mm. Yeah. So the idea is that you have to roll, you have to go down the streets and Basically, you're just trying to avoid a load of obstacles, aren't you? Well, that's it. Whether that be cars, people, dogs, remote control cars. Yeah, so we've got, a few so we've got cars pulling in and out of driveways, kids on tricycles, uh, people running across the road, roadworks, statues and ornaments. I mean, there's nothing more embarrassing than falling over a garden flamingo, is there? <laughs> uh, skateboarders, rollerbladers, remote control cars, an old lady with a shopping cart. Uh, what is she even that... doing there? I don't know. Tires rolling down the road. She's just doing the online shopping, shouldn't you? Uh, two blokes scrapping the street uh, full of bins. You can even get chased by swarm bees. <laughs> There's probably other countless ones that I can't, I've completely forgot. But it, it did well in making the suburb feel like it was, you know, living, breathing. Because there was a lot oh, going yeah. on for a game like oh, that. Oh, definitely, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. I remember this is in, uh, I think, is it the, it's like a burglar trying to get into a, it's a burglar trying to get through, through the window of one of the homes. You can smack him with one of your newspapers and stop him. Yeah, probably. Good Samaritan as well. It's just... And then at the end of it, he just loses his job. <laughs> well, yeah. There's, there's just a lot going off in this game, surprisingly. It's like, yeah. Hmm. It, as I say, I found it quite difficult. But because you've got to analyse a lot of different things at the same time. So you've got to keep an eye on what's ahead of you so you don't get fall over by an obstacle. You've got to... Make sure the home that you're throwing the paper at is the is right one. That's one. A, yeah, it's just one that they're subscribed to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that it, and then you've got to like monitor like the, the trajectory of the paper you're throwing to make sure it lands where you want it to land. So was it like a well, like the post box or like the door or something like that? But yeah. you could actually uh, like, throw yeah. it through the window, couldn't you? Yeah, you could get it through the window. <laughs> 
But then, wasn't it like if if you did things like that did, between levels, did you get people unsubscribed from the paper? Well, if you didn't deliver the paper, then they'd unsubscribe. Right. Yeah. Funnily enough, if you hit it through the windows for the non-subscribers, they subscribed. Well, they did get a paper. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> sure, I know what they could have had. <laughs> yeah. It always amused me the um the newspaper though, because it, it shows you the newspaper at the start, doesn't it? Yeah. And the paper is just showing you the paper boy you're the news so here here's a, here's a newspaper of me being the news yeah and it's the same at the end as well like yeah. paper boy gets fired or something along them lines what i didn't understand is the bit towards the so at the end of each level you had this random obstacle course bit yeah which is called the training course which i didn't really understand so you go down the street and then suddenly you just go onto this dirt track Jumping over some random ramps, throwing your papers at targets, uh, jumping over rivers, and then you go into a, like a finish line where there's just a stand <laughs> and a bunch of fans in there with signs saying, "I <laughs> love you, paper boy." You. Yeah, it's just like what? <laughs> oh, it's a nice treat for him. Like after he's delivered all his papers, he's got his ten quid a week or dollars, whatever it is. He can go and let loose at the um, at the bike park, jump some ramps, get the admiration of the crowd. Because he's big news. Obviously, he wouldn't be in paper if he weren't, so... Yeah, well, well, yeah, I guess. But he's a classic of gaming, though, isn't it? Tell paper. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I actually um, tried to play the NES version, and uh, I found that it was broken, unfortunately. In what way? It just wouldn't load. Oh. I tried cleaning <laughs> the contacts and everything. So what I had to do is settle for my Atari Lynx version. That's fun. Fairly faithful to the um, the arcade one. Yeah, the, the arcade version looked nice. I did see some of the other versions, and they looked not so nice. No. I think the, the NES version, well, I've not checked it in a while, but it wasn't the best. But enjoyable, though. I think they, was there a Game Boy version as well? I think there I mean, was. As you said, it came out on pretty much every platform. Uh, that was yeah. pretty, pretty naff. Uh, came out on the Atari Lynx, the Game Boy, Game Boy Color, the Mass System, which I think is... Generally, the sort of most superior version. Uh, you got the NES and then you got the PC as well. Then was it? Okay. I wasn't aware there was an iPhone version. Was there? No, mobile version. So iPhone, there's a mobile, there's a N64 and an Xbox 360 one as well. Nice. And then it also had a sequel as well, Boy 2. I don't know if that. I, I think that was regarded as not not particularly good. Good job to let it die at that then. There's 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 some other versions as well. Like there's um there's a version of it that you can play in um Lego Dimensions. Oh yeah. Oh. Hmm. Uh, apparently you you have to use the arcade dock in in a level. It's called Painting the Town Black. There's other stuff. There's other stuff as well. Just going through the, the actual character of Paper Boy made a cameo in Wreck It Ralph, which I didn't know about, which supposed to surprise me. Apparently also makes a cameo in Pixels. I must have missed that. Mm. I've never watched it. I, it was probably one of the baddies. I enjoyed Pixels for what it were. Fun. I'll tell you what, though. I, I, I were a paperboy back in day, in yesteryear. And it's so much easier being a paperboy in America. Because all you have to do is throw the papers like in the general direction of the garden. Like We had to walk up and post every paper through letterbox for a mere £8 a week. It's pretty much slave labour. Six days a week. Six days a week? Six yeah. days, wow. But there's nothing, 
nobody reads papers anymore anyway. <laughs> no. I won't worry about that now. How, how long would a, would a round take you? Uh, about an hour. So we got not six bad. hours for, well, I would get paid probably, it works out as like £1.25 an hour to deliver these papers. I did it from being 13 to 15, so I did it for a good couple of years. The best time was around Christmas because everyone used to give you like money and stuff. Um, and there was this one guy at the time and he got enough money from his Christmas tips to get himself an Xbox 360. So I was pretty jealous of him, but he did have a lot more papers than I did. I ended up getting about 60 quid though. And that was like probably seven weeks worth of wages for me at the time. So not bad. Mm. No, not bad. But yeah, glad I'm not doing that anymore. So going back onto the game. Uh, in the UK, in 1986, it was the seventh best-selling game of that year. I have no idea what the fifth, the five before it were. Sorry, the sixth before it was. Computer Video Games Magazine gave the arcade game a mixed review, praising the controls but criticising the difficulty. I can, I can agree with that. It, it was just, an arcade game. Well, uh, yeah, it was difficult though. I, can't, it, I have to say, it's one of, oh, no, it of arcade games that I've played. It's one of the most difficult ones I've ever done. Or maybe it's just I was just crap with those handlebars. Maybe. Like I, the only time I played it, like the arcade version, was at the National Video Game Museum. It's probably one of those games that I have to play again, where I can do it infinitely. So I'd have to pay for it. Maybe that would buy you. That's it. So, Not oh, put... I've fallen into a car. Game over. I'm wasting all my 20p's on that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just moving on from that, the, so Paperboy were number seven, then it was Ghosts and Goblins number six. Yeah, Do you also know as well the the bicycle handlebar? Apparently it was it was actually um it was from like a, a modified Star Wars one that they had. Do I remember bikes the Star Wars? But oh, you got speeder, speeder bike. bikes. Come on. Yeah, come on. I don't think the handlebars look like that though. Well, it just say it was modified, so I don't know how much modified it was. So there you go. That's Paperboy into the video game hall of fame. If you enjoyed listening to us, please consider tuning in next time. We release by weekly on Tuesdays. You can visit our website at jokingdolphin.com where we post the Hall of Fame. Also, feel free to follow us on all social media platforms to continue the conversation. You can find Joking Dolphin on YouTube and Facebook, as well as on Instagram and Twitter at Joking Dolphin. Until next time, thanks for listening. Goodbye, and Happy, happy New, New Year. Year. Have a great 2022. Hey!